me to Mark. Actually, not Mark. Go with me to John 15. Glory to God. You know, the Bible says that the, it's just speaking about freedom. It's the, the truth. You shall know the truth. Not just hear the truth. Not just, not just think you heard what pastor said. But you shall know the truth. And, and the truth shall make you free. And a lot of people think they know the truth, but they really don't know the truth. They, they think they know it's the truth, but it's not the truth. And, uh, and that's why we need, we need people that we're following. You know, and again, Brother Jordan said I could offend you, so <laughs> so here it comes. Now I'm teasing, but and I, I understand Brother Jordan's heart about about uh, you know wanting you to to check out some of these things what God's doing, but just be real cautious when you get to looking at things that God's doing in the body of Christ. Just be cautious and know that you're not following on you're not following everybody, and you're not called to do what everybody's doing. You can get something out of it. But just be real cautious when, when you're excited about what God's doing in a, in a group of people or a group of believers and what they're preaching and how God's moving in a large group of people. But be cautious you're not following them. I'm helping you if you let me. I'm helping you. The, uh, be cautious who you follow. Now, see, I'm not, I'm not correcting what Brother Jordan said. I'm not against that. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But just be, just be cautious when you, when you start paying attention to things. Be cautious and, and know just what, who you're following. Know who you're following. But let it encourage you and know that we can do that with who we're following here. That we can do big things for God. And so, I, again, don't get offended at me. I'm just, I'm just trying to help you. And, uh, yeah, it is good. It is good. Be, just be, just be, uh, be committed to who you're following and stay with it. And, uh, you know, the, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately. You've got to learn the concept of how to be cautious of where and how the devil could get you off. But you you got to learn to be aware of it. But you also have to learn to not get in fear at the same time. And that's a, that's a tough thing to learn. But you, there's a line there where you can learn how to be aware of it. Be uh, to be you know the Bible says take heed. You know you got to learn to pay attention to some things. But at the same time you can't ever get in fear about it. You just have to learn to recognize okay this is from God and this is not. And I'm just going to go this way and I'm not going to walk that path. It's really that simple. You can't get scared of it because if you live your life in fear then then that's what you're going to be pulling that towards you well praise god the uh john 15 takes me a while to get warmed up sometimes you guys are pulling on me i'm excited about it i'm just so glad that jesus set me free so glad that jesus set me free hallelujah um Let's read verse 1 through 4, and then we're going to look at verse 7, John 15. And I read pretty much from the New King James. I, I want to look at maybe the Amplified if I get to it, but uh, I'm going to hurry up here. Um, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. So he's saying that, you know, if you're producing fruit, I'm going to tweak you a little bit so you can do more, so that you can be more, so that you can grow. Verse 3, you are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me. So he's saying he, he, you've already been touched or you've already got cleansed because of the word, but abide. But abide. So verse 4, he's saying abide in me, even though, yes, I've moved, but keep abiding. Keep staying where you're supposed to be. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself. See, we can't bear fruit of ourself. 
We're only going to bear fruit of, of one thing. Unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Okay, now let's look at verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. Now, that's kind of a scripture we use about prayer, but I want you to see something that God wants us to bear fruit. Now, if you look in verse 2, he says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit. So there's somebody not bearing fruit. And then he continues and he says, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. So you could not bear fruit, then you could bear fruit. And at the end of verse 2, he says that it may bear more fruit, so you could bear more fruit. And then in verse 5, he says, bears much fruit. So see, there's a progression. Now, you're not going to get to much fruit overnight probably, but you can get to bearing much fruit. You can get to producing fruit. What do you mean, what are you talking about, doesn't bearing fruit? Well, you know, when a tree produces fruit, it produces the thing it's called to produce. Well, when you produce fruit, you're not producing fruit. He said, we don't produce, I don't want you to produce fruit of yourself. I want you to produce fruit of the Word. So when you begin to feed on the Word, when we begin to get in God's, God's way of doing things and God's plan for our life, we begin to bear fruit of His Word. Right. The, you know, the Bible says that the Word will not ever, it won't return void, but it'll go forth and do what it's called to do. The Scriptures that promise healing, they have the power in them to produce healing. The Scriptures that promise... Yeah prosperity, blessing, anything you need, peace in your mind, those scriptures will produce the very thing they promise. They, they got the power in them to produce that. They got the power in them to produce a, a, a believer who's growing spiritually. They got the power in them to produce someone who's steady, someone who's stable, someone who has a foundation, someone who knows how to get a hold of God, someone who's strong in faith, someone who's full of faith. Those are all, those are all, I just quoted a few scriptures right there, but the, power, the word has the power in itself to do that. But we have to learn to abide in it so that we can what? Produce fruit. So that we can produce fruit. The world don't want to see somebody who doesn't, who just, it, it's not real if, if, you're just, if you're just a club member or if you just say, if you just say that you love Jesus, but there's no evidence of it. The world wants to see evidence of it. They want to see proof. What does, what, what's so great about being a Christian? What is different about your life that makes me want to be like you? We should have fruit. We should have fruit. My goodness, you know, I, uh, I'm going to probably mention this Sunday night, and, and Pastor and I were talking about that tonight, but I, I, just, I got to, just had this on my heart, and I would just want to make sure that I get this over to you the way I need to. That, you know... There's been a lot of people that passed me up in a lot of areas. And, and I love them. And, I, and, I, and I'm, you know, I never, ever, I never, ever looked at anybody like that and thought that I was against them. I was always happy to see them pass me up. But you know what? I've seen so many of those people that I can't even tell you where they're at today. Man, they're not doing anything good for God because their fruit didn't remain. Look at verse, um, look at verse 16. And you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. So that your fruit should remain. So that you keep producing. You just don't produce a bumper crop of apples and then for five years you never produce anything. Your fruit should remain. And see, and don't ever get discouraged 
When maybe you're not progressing in areas of your life where maybe you think you should, you just keep on going. You keep growing. You keep increasing. You go from bearing fruit to bearing more fruit to bearing much fruit. You just, and then you're bearing fruit that remains. You just keep going. Just keep remaining. Just keep doing what you're supposed to do. You know, that is, that is part of the preparation because, you know, Alicia and I are going to encounter some things being pastors that maybe we haven't ever encountered before. But at the same time, we're ready for it because... That lasting that I just talked to you about, just staying with it and sticking with it, that's been part of the preparation. Because I can't fail if I don't quit. And I just, I've, I'm not saying that I've got it perfect and got everything, you know, that I, but I do know that I'm prepared in the point where I've proved that I can last. I've proved that I'm not going to quit. I've proved that I'm not going to give up. Now, I've got a different level of proving coming in the next couple years. But see, the proving that I've done to this point has got me ready for where we're going next. Does that make sense? And see, there is something that God will do in your life when you just outlast everything. You just outlast the pressure. You just outlast the thoughts of trying to please other people. You just outlast You just outlast the pressure that comes. You know, some things just come to your mind just because it comes to your mind. It does, it's just not an attack of the devil. Some, it is that way. But, but, I mean, your mind just could go squirrely on you. But, you know, you just, you just learn to get it back on the Word and just walking that out. That is producing fruit. That's building something in you that's making you stronger for the next thing that would come and the next thing that would come. And you'll know, how to, you'll know how to handle things. Your faith will get stronger. Your believing will get stronger. Your love walk will get stronger. Everything gets stronger when you just learn to outlast things. It's a part of your preparation. I'm not saying everybody here is called to preach, but you're called to do something in this house. And see, the, the more you just learn to outlast things, it's a part of your preparation. It's a part of the life of faith. You can't live the life of faith without learning how to outlast some things. Because you know what? Things will come that are beyond your measure of faith. Things will come that are just beyond where you're at to get a hold of that. And you know what? You just, you just outlast it till you've got the measure of faith to get what you need. Well, praise God. Glory. My goodness. I got my preaching shoes on. We're ready. And, um, well, glory to God. So we, we're called to bear fruit. We're called to bear fruit. We're called to produce the fruit of the Word of God. That's, what's called to, that's what we're called to do. And uh, what, you ab- what you abide in determines what kind of fruit you bear. What you abide in determines if you're bearing fruit, if you're producing fruit of the Word, what you abide in. That's why, it's all- that's why I'm always teaching about choices, because you're always choosing to get into something or to abide in something. Yes, right. You know, uh, Psalm 91 talks about abiding in the shadow of, under, of, of His wing. You know, sometimes we could, or dwelling, it also talks about dwelling. He blesses he who dwells. You know, sometimes we come in and out of things spiritually, but we don't learn how to abide. We don't learn how to dwell. And that's, if you want to live a successful life for God, you're going to have to learn how to abide in his word. And let his words abide in you. That's, that's, that's talking about, you know, when I, that's talking about where you, where you live. I abide in my house. I spend a lot of time there. I abide as a member of this church. I spend a lot of time. I'm always a member of Church on the Rock, of course, but I mean, I spend a lot of time here. This is where I abide. You see, when, when you abide in the Word, you spend a lot of time in the Word. You spend a lot of time. 
You spend a lot of time, Brother Sean, getting me laughing because he's responding to me in a funny way with some funny looks. It's good. It's good. He had that hungry look. You know what I mean? That hungry look. His eyebrow kind of went up. His face smirked. He had that hungry look. He's pulling on me. But praise God. God wants to produce fruit that remains in your life. Fruit that remains in your life. And, uh, you know, some things I didn't even... You know, the Word will just produce when you just abide in it. I, I, I've, never, uh, I've never given a whole lot of thought to... Now, I give thought to the Word and things and what God's teaching me, but I haven't given a whole lot of thought to trying to make God's prosperity work for me. I just do the Word and it works for me. You know, part of the... You, to, to be a receiver... And I just say this and then I got to move on because I'm just burning through my time. But you, there is a difference. Some people are, you know, you can be a little faster on the giving side and be a little slower on the receiving side. But one thing you have to learn, that prosperity and seed time and harvest is a law. And if you have faith in the sowing and you understand how valuable your seed is, then the, then, the, then the receiving has to happen. So if you learn how to get your seeding right and learn how to have faith in the power of your seed, then the, then the reaping's coming. It has to because it's a law. So sometimes the reason why people aren't reaping the way that there should be is because their faith in their sowing isn't right yet. You got to have faith and understand the power of the seed. You got to have faith and understand the power of the ground you're putting your seed in. You got to understand. See, the church don't just need your money. You need the blessing of the church on your money. You got to look. The apostle Paul said, he said, you know, your your giving revived for me. It flourished. It said you had a revival in your giving towards me. He said, but it's not that you didn't care. It's that you lacked opportunity. So here the man of God gave them an opportunity to get the anointing on his life on their money. And later on in the in the chapter, he said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. He's he's declaring his covenant between him and God on them because. They allowed their, their gift. They got in on an opportunity to bless a man who was doing something for God and the anointing on his life, the anointing on the church, the anointing on what God's doing got on their money. Well, praise God. Praise God. And I, again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have faith to receive, but faith to receive comes natural if you understand faith in the law that if I'm going to sow, I'm going to get a harvest. If I'm going to sow right, it's just going to come find me. It's just going to produce. It's going to produce. It's going to produce. People that sow seed, those farmers out there, they've got full faith that their seed will produce. So what becomes the important thing? Sowing seed. Sowing seed becomes an important thing. Becomes an important thing. To find and, and where, you're going to, where you're going to plant your seed becomes an important thing. I want to get the most out of this. I want to get the most out of this. It becomes an important thing. Well, you guys are pulling things out of me I didn't plan. But go to Psalm 119. We're going to camp out here for a while. Glory to God. Again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bashing about learning to put your faith in, in receiving. But you've got to understand that this is a law and receiving is part of the law. And if you really understand how vital your seed is, then when you get seed in the ground and you're hungry to sow seed, and you're looking for, as Paul said in, in Philippians 4.10, the opportunity, 
See, even Pastor quoted it the other night in John 12 that Jesus said the seed has to... He was talking about himself, but he's giving you a biblical principle. The seed has to get in the ground and die. You have to let go of it. You've got to let it get in the ground so that the ground can work on it. You have to let your seed get in the ground, which is what God's doing, his plan... His in the in, see you can you can you can get an anointing of someone working on your money learning how to sow into them. Now, I don't want to get you too far out there, but you know Dr. DeFray talks about that. He talks about getting the profits reward on your money. It's the same concept. It's the same concept where you get the anointing of somebody and and giving into God's movement, what God's doing. And that's why it's important to hear from heaven about how to give. That's how God taught me how to hear his voice, was telling me what to give and how much to give, when to give. I'm glad God taught me how to hear his voice that way. Well, praise God. We in Psalm 119. I got several things I want to look at from this chapter. Um, so we're just going to park here because we're, going to, we're talking about bearing fruit. And, I, uh, and I've got to hurry along. But I just, you know, I don't want to try to get everything out. So I'm not trying to get to a certain point tonight. I just got just got a lot of my heart and just want to share so we uh, appreciate you guys are hungry and pulling on me um, nine times in this chapter and this is all about the word of God this chapter nine times it mentions that I delight or I or I'm delighted in your word I'm delighting or I delight in your word it mentions that word delight nine times nine times seven times it mentions I will not forget your word so these are, these, are, these are words of passion. These are words of, I'm hungry. These are words that I don't want to forget your word. I don't want to get... These are words where they're stirring themselves up. This is, not, this is not somebody just amping you up, preaching a good message, getting you hungry to go get in your book. Pastor Luke got me hungry to get in the book more because he was full of the word, quoting things full of revelation. My God, I was like, I want to know my Bible like he does. I, I, I think that every time I hear my pastor preach, I want to know my Bible more. I want to know my Bible more. But see, it's not just about someone stirring you up because guess what? That could easy, those thoughts could easily go away. Monday morning, guess what? What are you hungry for? What are you delighting in? What are you saying I don't want to forget? I don't, want to, I don't want to forget that Louisville game last night. That was awesome. No, I don't want to forget His Word. I don't want to forget His Word. I don't want to forget the Scriptures that changed my life. I don't want to forget the words that I can stand on when they call and say, your brother just got helicoptered off a mountain and it's not good. I want to, I want to have something in me worth standing on. I want to have something in me that I, can, that I can bank my life on, that I can put my trust in, that will pull me through any situation, no matter what it looks like. That's what the Word will do. Hallelujah. These are words of passion. Brother Hagin says, the word you get excited about is the word that works for you. Because that's an expression of your faith. That's why. That's why it works for you. When you start getting hungry for something, you're in faith about it. Or you're feeding your faith about it. And when you feed your faith, in your, it's coming. It's coming. You're getting fully convinced on the inside like Abraham did. You're walking in the steps of faith. When you feed your faith, you're, you're beginning to walk in the steps of faith like Abraham did. Well, y'all got me all excited. Well, glory to God. Let me see where I want to start. Because I got all kind of things I could say here. Verse 47. I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. And see, he's stirring himself up. He's saying, I'm going to do this. He's hungry for the word. And then he's talking, he's talking words of passion. I love your word. Verse 48, my hands also will lift up, will lift up to your commandments. 
which I love. I will meditate on your statutes. See, he's talking about he's talking about lifting up his hands. That's a universal sign of surrender to God. That's what that is. He's talking about lifting up his hands. He's talking about worshiping God with his word. Worshiping God with his word. You know, we need to we need to that's that's part of the reason when there was a lot of pressure in my life as a teenager, that's one thing that pulled me through is learning how to fellowship and worship God concerning his word. Worship him with his word, worship him centered around his word. And and learning how to do that, learning how to lift my hands and just have a fellowship and a conversation with God, learning how to sing a song. Go to verse twenty or fifty four. Your statutes have been my songs. Your statutes have been my songs. Man, think about that. Singing the Word of God, letting it come out of you with just, uh, just letting it... That'll, that'll begin to anchor you. That'll begin to encourage you. That'll begin to strengthen you. That'll begin to, as Psalms 1 says, like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, that'll begin to water you. That'll begin to refresh you when you begin to sing the songs of the Word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me see what... Got a lot in here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for helping me tonight. Look at verse 50. We're going to bounce around. Just stay with me. This is my comfort in my affliction. Not, not glorifying the affliction, but he's just saying, this is my comfort. This is my comfort. When there's pressure, when there's, when there's, uh, when there's not some, you know, when there's some not-so-fun times coming... For your word has given me life. Your word gives me life. This, he's saying this is my comfort. This is my comfort. You want comfort in a situation? You know, as a teenager, I had some issues because my emotions were developing, my hormones were developing. Almost every teenager can say that. There was a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to fit in, a lot of pressure to be cool. A lot of pre- My wife always said, Babe, why did you want to be cool? Don't you know those people don't ever turn out real good? I know, but I still wanted to be cool. I still wanted to be cool. But see, this is my comfort. You need comfort? Find it from the Word. That's why people, that's why people make bad decisions because they're not finding their comfort in the Word. They're finding their comfort in something else. I'm so helping you tonight. This is your way out. This is The Bible talks about your way of escape. This is your way of escape. Fall in love with the Word. Make this your great aim. My dad told me my whole life, he said, Dustin, learn this book better than you know anything. He told me that all the time. He said, Dustin, learn this book more than you, more than, better than you know anything. And I've endeavored to do that. Haven't been perfect. There's been seasons of my life when I was more hungry for the Word than other seasons of my life. Just like anybody else, i got to deal with that. Praise God. I'm busy, but I don't leave my Bible behind. I'm, I'm moving my whole life to Texas. I'm still working the same job. I'm involved in church. i got a lot going on, but at the same time, I'm not going to lose sight of this. I'm not going to turn loose of this. Hebrew says, don't turn loose of speaking the word. I'm not going to turn loose of it. His words have been my songs. You know, you should have a song in your heart. Because, you know, it's real easy to get a song in your head, and sometimes that's not the most edifying thing. Man, I, I, I went, to, I don't even know where, but I heard something on Sports Center, or I think I had somebody, somebody had me on hold at work, and this song was on. That song got in my head, and I started singing it for three days, and it was terrible. I mean, it was terrible. And, uh, but see, we can, His Word can be our songs, and it'll minister to you. It'll help you. It'll give you the answers of life. Man, think about that. You become a tree planted by the rivers of living water. 
That's what, that's what the meditating on the word, singing the word will do. Go to verse 59. I thought about my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. Most people make decisions and never ever think about what they're doing. Pastor mentioned recently the scriptures in Haggai 4 about consider your ways, consider your ways. He said, I thought about my ways. Some people make decisions and never ever think about the consequences of what they're getting ready to do, where they're getting ready to go, who they're getting ready to hang out with, what they're getting ready to click on. They never ever think about it. What they're getting ready to put in the DVD player or click on their iPod. I'm getting ready to download this. They never ever think about it. What's going to be the repercussions of that? What's that going to put in you? What, what is that going to aim you towards? Man, when you begin to pay attention to the Word, it takes you towards what? Towards bearing fruit of the Word. You're going to produce fruit of feeding on the Word. I hope I'm helping you tonight. Praise God. Just kind of saying a lot of the same thing, but I just got to get it in you tonight. This was my assignment. Then he turned his feet towards his testimony, towards, towards God's testimonies, towards his Word. You know, years ago, the Holy Ghost showed me this, said, God never told us what to let go of without telling us what to grab hold of. And a lot of times, a lot of times, you think, oh, well, you you know, serving God means I'm not going to be able to do this, not going to be able to do that. No, think about what you get to do. Think about the life you get to live. Think about what you get to miss serving God and staying in the Word. Think about what you get to miss. I mean, you think about, no, I'm, oh, I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss partying. I'm going to miss, you know, sucking face in the locker room or whatever. I'm going to miss this. I know I'm being funny, but still, people think like that. You're going to miss out on this. I'm going to miss out doing that. I'm going to miss this. I'm going to miss that. I chuckled myself. But you think you're going to miss out on it. No, you get to miss out on that. You get to miss out on that. It's a blessing. Everybody thinks you're stale. Everybody thinks you're boring because you're missing out on what they think is fun. No, you're saving your life. You're saving your life. You're, is what you're doing is you're participating and taking hold and experiencing something that they're not going to experience. And that's bearing fruit of the Word of God. And you want that over anything. You want that over anything. So you've got to turn your feet towards it. You've got to make a habit. You've got to make a habit. You know, I never understood why some people would let, uh, they would let, they would let things get so far that they were desperate, that they, had to, that they had to desperately make some kind of move where they didn't fall into sin or fall into getting and doing something really terrible. Why ever let it get to that point where you've got to make a desperate measure to, to, to stay clean or to stay sexually pure? Why, why wait for it to get to that point? It's like make a habit that keeps you on the right path. Why allow yourself to take step after step after step off the path and then all of a sudden you're desperate trying to stay off of falling off the cliff? No, just stay over on the path and you'll stay away from the cliff. Make habits of walking out the plane of God. It's real simple. It's simple. It's real simple. You got to make a habit of doing that. You got to make a habit of not of not taking those little steps because you know nobody ever got in a big mess in life and ended up on the dump heap of life just with one decision just overnight no it started slow it started with the thought it started with making little actions towards things it started towards just slowly slipping off of that path I've seen it I've seen it a hundred times and uh, I'm just trying to help you to stay on the path Um, verse 60 I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments when the word of God shines light to you make haste to do it quick always get in the habit of acting on the word Always get in the habit of acting on the Word. Go with me real quick. 
to verse 111. Always make a habit of acting on it quick. When the word, when pastor says something, that's what I do. I get my notebook and I take stars and I put stars next to that scripture and I say, read this. And I say, look this up somewhere else. Look at this in the Amplified. Look at this in the Moffats. Look at this. Read this in the message. And I start, I start making notes and I highlight it and I go back and I think about that. And I get into that scripture and I let that scripture get into me and I stay in and I stay on it. And I've told this story about... Uh, about um, Proverbs 25, I believe it's verse 21, that says they were, uh, they were satisfied with favor. Pastor got up and preached that scripture, and I got to thinking about it. And, all the, and I, I'd read it a hundred times. I know I have because I've read, I've, read you know, I've read that book many times. But, uh, and I've read that chapter many times because of verse 25. But I, uh, and it never stood out to me. And all of a sudden, I've seen it. So I just didn't want to forget. I had to make haste that I'm going to walk in this. I'm going to act on this. So I, so I make notes so that I can go back and look at it, so that I can feed on it, so that I can think about it, so that I can meditate on it. Why? Because I want to bear fruit. I want to bear fruit of being satisfied with favor, God's favor. I don't want to be satisfied with the favor of men. That'll come because of God's favor. But I want to be satisfied with his favor. So I want that. I want to bear the fruit of it. So you got to give yourself to it. You got to delight in it. You got to make an effort that I'm not going to forget this. Well, praise God. Um, verse 11 Your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever, for they are. Mm, take, yeah, that's good. That's real good. But I want to look at the latter part. For they are the rejoicing of my heart. See, the people that, that get off and they're satisfied and they're abiding in things that's not, that's, not, uh, that's not agreeing with the Word, then their heart's not rejoicing. Their flesh might rejoice for a little bit. Their mind might feel good that they finally got that boy they were after or that girl they were after, and they're, they're, they're satisfied with that a little bit. But their heart's not rejoicing because it doesn't satisfy. It doesn't satisfy. Their heart is still in the same emptiness that it was before. Their heart's still looking for whatever they were looking for. Their heart's still looking for whatever they were looking for. I'm helping you so much tonight. hope you're getting it. But see, the Word, they are the rejoicing of my heart. The Word is the rejoicing of your heart. And it'll bring, it'll bring things into your life that'll cause you to rejoice. I'm so thankful that God has blessed me the way that He has. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's not anything I've done. All I did was I had to cooperate and do some of these things I'm telling you tonight. But, but see, the, the, plan, the path was already there. I just had to get on the path. You know what I'm saying? The path's already there. You just got The Word is the path, and it's, that's, where, that's, where, that's where everything that you need is going to work out on the path. But you just got to get on the path. And the Word, you just got to stay with it. You got to stay on it. And that's, uh, that's why I've just seen... You know, I've... Uh, I've seen people and friends that I knew in the church that would just leave their Bible somewhere and say, oh, I got it in my heart. And I've never, ever seen good fruit come out of people like that. And I'm not, I'm not bragging on me. Like I said, there's been times in my life when I haven't been as hungry for the Word as I should have been. I'm just like anybody else. I've got to fix that just like you've got to fix that. Amen. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. You've been there. You've got to stir yourself up. But see... That's, that's, what, that's what I was saying about outlasting things. You've got to learn to be the kind of person that when you know you're not giving yourself to things like you should, you've got to be the kind of person that, that recognizes it, says, no, I'm going to get back on this. I'm going to get back on that. I'm going, to, I'm going to stay with this. I'm not turning loose of it. See, that's how you outlast things in life. 
And, uh, but I've never seen that go well with people that, 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 that just treated the word flippantly. Left, left their Bible for a week at a time, not even knowing where it's at. That, that's, that's not the way to live. They are the rejoicing of my heart. And if I want to be a person that's full of the joy of the Lord and full of something that somebody else wants, I'm going to have to have the Word of God in me. Well, praise God. We need to hear the Word. We need to think the Word. We need to study the Word. We need to meditate the Word. We need to say the Word. We need to pray the Word. You need to be in the right church so that you can get that proper flow because it's all going to come from what you hear. But after that, that's, it's not finished. You're not going to have what pastor preaches just because he preached it. You're going to have to, you know, the Bible says in talking about the good ground in Mark 4, says that you're going to have to, well, let's look at it, and then we'll come back. Hold your place in, in, in uh, Psalm 119. Go to Mark 4. anybody getting anything tonight? Mark 4, verse 24. Actually, let's look at 19 real quick. Now, he's talking about a specific ground, but I want you to see something. Verse 19, In the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things. Remember talking about not abiding? That would be not abiding. Your, your, your desire got chasing after something else. Okay, And the desires for other things... Enter in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. It becomes unfruitful. So you got to be cautious that the word don't become unfruitful. Yeah, you heard pastor say it. You heard it preached, but it didn't produce fruit in your life. Remember, that's what we're after. We're after fruit. We're after producing fruit of the word. And so I want it to be fruitful in my life. I don't want to hear pastor preach healing school for five years I've been coming and I'm still not healed. I don't want to live like that. It's available to me because the word says it's available. I'm going to, I'm going to get a hold of it. I'm going to grow in this. I'm going to, if I got to grow bit by bit, one step at a time, where I just get closer and closer and closer and then one day I'm whole and complete and then guess what, what happens after that? Then you got to, then you got to maintain it. You got to live it. You got to keep your faith always stirred up towards that. Always. You're always going to have to deal with your body on this earth. You're always going to have to learn how to keep your faith moving towards keeping everything working. You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to pay attention to it. But uh, praise God, verse 24. And then he said to them, Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it'll be measured to you. See, you can hear the word, but you're going to have to give yourself to it. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to use it. You're going to have to act on it. Okay, go back. Psalm 119. Verse 111, the end of it there. For they are the rejoicing of my heart. Verse 112. Now, this might make you shout. Maybe not. I don't know. Made me shout. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever to the very end. Now, this word inclined, there's a lot of different ways you could look at this. And I looked it up. It's a very vague word. Uh, it's, a very, it's got a lot of uses. But one way that we could look at it, it's kind of like how a musician would train their ear to hear things. It's kind of that word inclined. You ever heard that term, incline your ear? It's in the Bible as well. Incline your ear. You begin to train your heart. What does it say? I inclined, I trained my heart to perform your statutes. Now see, 
you could get to a point where you train yourself that when you hear the word preached and it's something that you're not walking in yet or it's something that you needed or it's something that's an answer to a question or it's something that you need to give yourself to more and that is your help and you know that that's your answer and you know you need to give yourself to that, then you could train yourself. You could train yourself, number one, to say, amen, I know that's right, you agree with it, and then you never act on it and it never bears any fruit. Or you could train yourself to be quick just like we looked at uh, back in verse 60, where, where you're quick to act on it. You could train yourself to where uh, my heart is trained. And when I hear the word, I'm quick to do this. I'm quick to act on it. And he said, I'm, I incline my heart to perform your statutes. That means to act on it. That means do the word. Yeah. Where you could train yourself to be quick to act on the word of God. Quick. Quick to do it. Quick to do it. When pastor's preaching about finances this coming month and however long it takes, learn to incline and train yourself to hear the word and to act on it. If something comes that's new to you, something that, that's said that expands you, something that happens or said that, that uh, from the word of God and from also pastor's anointing on his life to shepherd you and to help you and to feed you, something that's spoken, that maybe you're not doing or you just never really thought about or never gave much thought to, be quick to act on it. Be quick to practice it in your life. Be quick to stand on it. Be quick to make it a part of you and watch it, but watch it bear fruit in your life. This is how you live. This is how you live. I hope I'm helping you tonight. Um, glory to God. I do have one thing I want to look at. I didn't even look at my notes. I've just been plowing through this. God. Verse 56. I need an amplified. Thank you, baby. I'll read it in the New King James real quick. Verse 55 and 56. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and I keep your law. This is this has become mine because I keep your precepts. Now just listen. If you don't have it amplified, just listen to this. Verse 56. This I have as the gift of your grace and as my reward. See, most people don't ever see the word as their reward or revelation of it. But see, when you walk in the word, you're missing out on things and it becomes a reward to you. This I have as the gift of your grace and as my reward that I have kept your precepts, hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying them. Man, let me read that again. This I have as the gift of your grace, as my reward, that I have kept your precepts, hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying them. <laughs> my goodness, think about that. His precepts, loving, keeping them, receiving them, walking in them. Man, that sounds good to me. That's the life I want to live. Obeying the word, being quick to obey it. Training my heart. Training my heart. Training my heart to listen. Training my heart to perform your word. Man, praise God. There's so much of this that we could look at. Um, I just, uh, they're all good. I got them all out. All the ones that really mean something to me, I got them underlined because they just mean so much. And uh, praise God. You know, there's several, several places in this chapter where he says, Revive me according to your word. 
You know, there's many times that I just, you know, yesterday, there were several people that I work with that actually went to the doctor and they, you know, swabbed them and everything. They had the flu. And I had all the symptoms, but I wasn't going to agree with it. Stayed on the Word. Stayed on the Word. And His Word revived me. Gave me strength when I didn't have strength. Gave me help. I'm not bragging on me. I'm just saying it's the Word that revives me. It's the Word that revives me. You know, sometimes especially as a young person, when you're just trying to figure some things out, sometimes life just gets bogged down. Sometimes life just gets a little kind of like uh, kind of like driving through mud. You know, you just get a little sluggish. It just gets a little slow. There's a lot of things to figure out. There's a lot of pressures. But let the Word revive you. Let the Word revive you. Let the Word revive you. Let the Word be the reviving of your heart. Let it be the strength of your life. Let it be the thing that gives you ambition in life. That's what revive means. Some people live their life with no ambition. They're not going anywhere because they're not in the Word. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. You know, verse 173 says, I have chosen your precepts. You got to choose the Word. You got to choose to get in it. Like I said, let me mention those things again. You got to choose to hear the Word. You got to choose to think the Word. You got to choose to study the Word. You've got to choose to meditate the Word. You've got to choose to say the Word. And you've got to choose to pray the Word. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'll say those again. You've got to choose to hear the Word. You've got to choose to think the Word. You've got to choose to study the Word. You've got to choose to meditate the Word. And you've got to choose to say the Word. And you've got to choose to pray the Word. Glory to God. Now, real quick, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, go to Proverbs 6, verse 21. Man, now this... This is just like a, I don't know, like a love note. <laughs> you know, seriously, this is like a love note between you and God and you and His Word and Him and, and His Word and you. Man, verse 20, Proverbs 6, I know I turned kind of quick, but Proverbs 6, verse 21. Uh, now he's talking about, in verse 20, he sets it up and he calls it the uh, listening to the voice of your, your father and your mother, or wisdom. And the Amplified actually even says the, the listening to the Word of God. So he's... He's saying the wisdom of their father and his, the wisdom of his mother. He's, equiv- he's equaling that to, that was God's wisdom speaking to him. So he's comparing that to the word or equaling that to the word of God. Okay, so that would, the word here is really what he's talking about. He's talking about God's wisdom, not just man's wisdom. Not just what your mom and dad said, but he's saying that it was birthed through God's word. So verse 21, bind them, that is the word, bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. When you awake, they will speak with you. See, when you're hungry for the Word, and you're acting on the Word, and you're quick to do these things, and you're in the book, and you're delighting, there's going to be something about your spirit that's open to be led by the Word. And when you sleep, it'll keep you, and you'll have peace. And when you wake up, it'll speak to you. Man, think about living like that. That when you roam, when you're out doing things, the Word will lead you. When you sleep, it'll keep you. And when you awake, it'll speak to you. And you got to get in it for it to be like that. you got to be hungry for it. you got to want more of it. You know, I've said this many times, but I don't hang out with people that can't tell me anything fresh that God's speaking to them from His Word. I just don't do it. I know that sounds harsh. 
But I just, it, it, like Brother Jordan said about that scripture about refresh my spirit, if, they, if, they're, if their spirit's not refreshed with the word, then they're not refreshing me. If you're not refreshed with the word, then you're not refreshing, you're not refreshing anybody else. That's why we got to stay in it. Well, hallelujah. Stand up with me. I need to scan real quick and just make sure and see if there's anything that I need to do.